Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Aren't Skittles delicious? Yes. <laughs> I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. I'm John. I'm Tony. Here's what you do with Skittles. You take a bunch of Skittles and put them in some vodka. True. I'm listening. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. You also have some vodka, and I'm tempted to drop some Skittles it. in there. I mean, okay. I have science fiction fantasy. <laughs> I have drama and romance. I got a runaway. Just don't put the green ones in there. That'd be gross. <laughs> I have action adventure. Sorry. I was putting Skittles in Tony's vodka. Thanks. We take turns selecting from our movie genre movies that, in our opinions, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these films on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast, you can give them a second chance. Today's pick. Um, on the podcast. Would definitely be on my top ten best films made by Thomas Jane. Is John's pick for Halloween. 2004's The Punisher. That's not how he says it. I don't no, know. No, he's not Venom. <laughs> You've been talking in that voice for about three days now. The Venom voice. Yes, I don't know why though. We should get bullet bodies make a pile. Pile heads. Pile of bodies. Bad guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting for the new one to come out. I'm excited. Do you know something about that that I don't know? Is it coming out soon? Or are you um, just waiting? Well, they're working on it. Is there a hair in your mouth? Yes, something. Little dog hair in with your... Uh, My Sambuca. And your Sambuca. <laughs> <laughs> Little flavor. All right. That happens. Anyway. So... dog hair in my cereal this, this movie... Gross. ...is about um, a man who loses his family and avenges them. Mm-hmm. So, a little background on, on the Punisher. So, the, uh, the Punisher is originally supposed to be called The Assassin. That's but Stan name. Lee, you know, the man, mm-hmm. was like, there's too many negative connotations with the uh, Assassin. So, Galactus had a minor character in his universe that was called The Punisher. And they really liked that. And they're like, well, we'll call him The Punisher. And that's how that happened. So, they were like, all right, we have a name. Now, let's get a character. So, mm-hmm. we don't have to have comic books with the word ass all big on the front. <laughs> <laughs> And there's that. Uh, so Frank Castle originally was a Special Forces Marine in Vietnam. That's, of course, been updated in recent years to the Gulf War. Yeah. Um, but he was also... Just like Tony Stark. Yeah, like Tony Stark. Stark was originally Nam. And if they redid the character now, it would be Still Gulf Iraq? War. Still Gulf War. Really? Yeah. That's considered Gulf War. <laughs> it's a war in the Gulf. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, anyway... So, but he was a family man as well. So he took a, a teaching job in upstate New York. And him and his family were down in the city, like you do. And they witnessed a mob hit. And that was no bueno, because the mob, they took out the Castle family, which made Frank become suicidal, but he didn't kill himself. He decided to take law into his own hands, because nobody was doing anything. And his first appearance was in a Spider-Man comic, much like most people. <laughs> <laughs> Or um, he was hired by the Jackal to kill Spider-Man. And after Spider-Man kicked his ass, he was able to see the light and be like, oh, he's the bad guy. Got it. Mm-hmm. All right. And um, he kicked a guy named Billy Russo in the face, and that's how he became Jigsaw. And he once shot Wolverine's balls off. And his face. And then parked a uh, cement mixer on him. No, it was a bulldozer. Oh, uh, bulldozer. Yeah. Well, uh, no, uh, steamroller. Steamroller, yeah. Yeah. I think it was the same episode, the same book. Because he said, I forget, it was it was Garth Ennis together with the boys, and he said uh, he said something like, uh, you can't beat me, Frank, because you can't hurt me or something. And he said, grow these back. Damn, <laughs> he shot him in the balls. balls with a shotgun. 
good times. Yeah. I mean, I'm we sure thought, they grew back. We still Would think they grow back? Yeah. yeah. I think so, yeah. But well, he blasts his balls off, shot him in the face with a shotgun, blowing his face off, and then parked a steamroller on his arms so he couldn't get out. And that's how he beat Warren. That seems like it worked. It did. Math checks out. <laughs> you can't lift the steamroller, so. I no. mean, who can? The Hulk. Yeah. Superman. The Hulk. Well, Superman, yeah. And the Punisher has also linked up with Tony's favorite character, Batman. Yeah. And crossovers. So. But let's talk about the movie now. Enough yeah. about the character. Yeah. Because we can go on for days. Mm-hmm. Punisher had a 23, I mean, excuse me, a 29% Rotten Tomato score. Hmm. But a 73% audience score. Okay. Wow, so only slightly lower than Hocus Pocus. <laughs> What's Metacritic? Like negative 20? Or? 33. What? Really? Yeah, 33. Wow. Yeah, 33. That's ridiculous. And a 6 out of 10, 6.9 out of 10 for uh, IMDb. IMDb. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it had a $33 million budget, and it made $54.7 million in the box office. Mm-hmm. Um, it was directed by Jonathan Hensley, who didn't really direct many things. Nothing really of, in- of interest. No. But he wrote a couple ditties that you yeah, may he have heard of. Because he wrote this. Mm-hmm. And uh, welcome, he's welcome back to the podcast because he also wrote Die Hard with a Vengeance. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? right? And uh, he had a couple of his, of his hits. Mm-hmm. Jumanji. The, the first one. Robin, Robin, Robin Williams. Williams. Yeah. Uh, the Saint. Oh. Yeah. Like and that. Armageddon. Wow. <laughs> i say that one for last. All right. So um, He also did the new Jumanji one as two. Did he? Okay. Or at least he got a writing credit for it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is starring Thomas Jane. Welcome back to the podcast from '61, and Deep uh, Blue Sea. Deep Very Blue good. Sea, sorry, there you go. I was looking. Focus. There's ten and different writing credits on the newer Jumanji movie. Yeah, yeah. and he was in Scott Pilgrim for a second. He was the vegan police. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> okay, so this. Oh, he's on four now. Oh, he's getting up there. He's saying, Eggs and something, bitch. <laughs> so he, that's four. You know, he, he's getting on the list there. He's got the yeah, list alone. He's, he's catching up. Uh, but other things he he's done, you may have seen, were uh, Boogie Nights. He was in that. Yeah. Um, he was also in another movie with John Travolta, Face Off, which we haven't done yet, have we? You mean Face Off? Yeah. Who was he in Face Off? He was in the prison. Oh, okay. Yeah. He was a very minor role. I was, <laughs> was going to say, I remember. He was basically a tertiary actor. Oh, okay. Um, but... We haven't done Face Off yet, but we're gonna. Uh, Someday. I'm Captain we'll Troy. See. That's a great movie. Have you seen it, Carly? Yes. You saw Face Off. I just yes. made her watch it not too long ago. Oh, good. Favorite. Really? Yeah, remember? No, I don't. But uh, I did see it in the theater. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> did you know theaters were open in the 90s? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Who took you to see that? It was one of those movies I had to see with my mom's best friend's kids while they went out to lunch. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this is also starring... It's a weird thing to make your kid go see. He's also starring John Travolta. Mm-hmm. You may have heard of him. He was in this little ditty called Saturday Night Fever. I, was, I thought you were going to say Grease. Face Off. <laughs> Wait, I, I got a list here. Grease. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael. Welcome, welcome back, to, back the to the podcast from Michael. I was going to say Broken Arrow. Also, yes, we watched Broken Arrow not that long ago. That's right. Also, welcome back to the podcast from Swordfish. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did uh, Broken Arrow hold up? I John didn't like it very much, I but I did. I thought no. it was still okay. I, I but, used to uh, love that movie. But oh, I, I didn't write the, yeah. I didn't write it down her name, but the actress, the actress plays that plays Maria his wife is, in this, this is, is the a, love interest in Broken Arrow, yeah. really? and she's very. She's not good in that. No, she's kind of like. She's much better. She's not a Mary Sue, 
But she's one of those women that thinks she's more capable than she actually is. So she keeps refusing to leave and let him handle things in Broken Arrow. Mm. And then she keeps making everything she's a little up. worse. She's fucking up. Okay. But she won't go away. Mm-hmm. She's kind of annoying. I know. Have, she didn't uh, need to be there. Bill Patton, who we all know and love from Armageddon. Yeah. And remember the Titans? And welcome back to the podcast, because he was on in Gone in 60 Seconds. Yes, you weren't was. in Gone in 60 Seconds. <laughs> you, weren't, you weren't here for that. He's really great. He is yeah, really great. He is good. I love him. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last person I have here is Rebecca Romaine. Mm-hmm. We all love her from X-Men, yeah. the original trilogy. Yeah. And for being John Stamos' wife. And for being John Stamos' wife. But not anymore. No. <laughs> no, but that's why everybody... Lo- but I think that that's why everybody That's when loved she her. got really popular was when she was married to him. Well, she was also like a supermodel. She was yeah. a supermodel as Rebecca Romaine. Then got married to Rebecca Romaine Stamos. And that's when she started I don't want to talk to the United States. As a whole? That's who was calling me. <laughs> That'd be a big group call. That's a lot the of... Caller ID, <laughs> the caller ID was the United States. Wow. All right. So... I'm call. big time. They never call me anymore. Big, big time. All right, let's get to some reviews, shall we? Mm-hmm. Here's one, as soon as it comes up, if it comes up. It's not a bitch shit. I'm Is that right? Like, I had them queued up in my browser here, and now it's like, nah, I don't want to do that. And I'm sure it's going to recycle and not be where I want it to be. So, fuck it, we're going to skip reviews. What did you think going in, Carly? I thought, I hope this surprises me, because I don't have the highest of hopes. <laughs> Interesting. Elaine? It's like... He just washed this like three days ago. <laughs> it's good though. I washed it like a week ago because I was thinking about doing it for the podcast. I wanted to make sure it was still good. Hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. Tony! I was like, I haven't seen this in a while. And again, this you guys seem to keep doing this, but you pick movies that are in my rotation I just haven't gotten to yet because I wanted to see if it was good, if yeah. it held up. So I was like, cool. This is what I wanted. And it's a rare, <sighs> rare Roy Scheider scene. Uh, in the movie, so that's cool. There you go. From Jaws. No, from uh, oh, what is it? Sequest DSV. No, no, he's from Jaws, man. He's from Sequest DSV. <laughs> yeah. Vision Quest? No, Sequest. Vision Quest, yeah. Sequest. All right, so mo- movie opens to a yellow Corvette. Wait, did you have reviews? Yeah, I couldn't get them to come up, so fuck them. Okay. One was good and one was bad. One of them I had because it mentioned about how this is like a top 10 Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people always talk about how there's no Marvel movies that are rated R. And, duh, here's one. Yeah. And Blade was one. And you yeah. act like it never happened before. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That was the gist of the good one. And the bad one was about how there's nothing in this movie that hasn't been done a thousand times in other movies. And yada, yada, yada. Hmm. Okay. And one of them was named Cool Movie Guy. Uh-huh. All right. So we open up. That's a good name. It is a good name. It's a yellow Corvette. Uh, Mickey and Bobby come out. Batman's Bats? <laughs> what were Batman's Bats names? It was Bobby and Mitch or something like that. One of them was Mitch. <laughs> it, I think it was Bobby and Mitch. All right. And they're definitely not named Bobby that and Mitch. That was so funny. Sorry. Mm. All right. Well, they're going to make a gun deal with if all of Creed. If you want to hear more about Batman's Bats, please listen to our episode <laughs> on Batman versus Dracula. Or Harley Davidson and the Marble Man. Monster Squad. <laughs> um, so check it out. So Otto Creed is wearing a white suit and sandals. That's a look. Yeah. But it does go with his blonde wig. Funny story <laughs> is that uh, Thomas Jane is naturally blonde. So they dyed his hair black <laughs> and they made him put on a blonde wig. <laughs> He's like, couldn't we just do this before you dye yeah. my hair? 
But anyway, and it just goes to show you what kind of tremendous actor Thomas Jane is because this character he's playing here is nothing like anything else he plays in this no. movie. And he plays it very well. And I would like to see a movie starring that character. He does very well. All right. So anyway, so the deal goes through. He gives money for guns. And just then, the cops and FBI storm them. They're coming around. Give me your fucking hands, you motherfuckers. And Otto is just mad now. And he's like, I can't believe you brought this guy because he had never met Bobby. So yeah. Mickey was like, no, no, he's cool. And he's like, you brought this guy. He's a cop. And he's bringing all these cops around. And Mickey's like, no, no. Meanwhile... Bobby pulls out a gun. Why? Because that's the stupidest thing you could ever do when a bunch of guys with better guns are pointing to magic is pull out your little gun <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. You're not in young guns. <laughs> they, they're, Pals. They're not, not going to make you famous. <laughs> no. Unless your name happens to be Oh Chavez E. Chavez. <laughs> I don't recommend. All right. So. God, I love Lou Diamond Phillips. <laughs> if he ever comes here, I'm going to be afraid she's going to leave me for him. But anyway. <laughs> I, look, it's not that kind of love. I yep. can just, I love him like I love the sun. Okay. Anyway. Or milk. <laughs> it's, just a, it's just this great thing that exists that you just want to enjoy when you get the opportunity. Anyway. Like milk. So, Otto. Somebody. Would you, enough of you guys, he's not even in this movie. The sun, milk, It'd be a lot cooler if he was. The sun, milk, and Lou Diamonds. Phillips apparently does the body good. That's yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, true. Pass it on. Yeah. You know what the sun makes? Vitamin D. <laughs> you know what the D stands for? Yeah. Diamond. Uh, Blue uh, diamond That's Phillips. not the D I thought you were talking about, but that's okay. So Otto. Notes in milk? Vitamin D. <laughs> Notes in Blue Diamond Phillips? Go ahead now. <laughs> so, <Obama. laughs> a little Richie Valens. So Otto pulls a gun. And just then, an officer turns and shoots him. And Mickey goes, Otto! Like, he's just upset that his, di- his dear friend has died. And Bobby's standing there with a gun in his hand still going, Oh my God, I don't even know them. I'm not even with them. And turns and starts to point a gun at a bunch of people with, like, rifles. Machine guns and rifles. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't an officer that shot him. It was one of the other goons that just had to be standing around, had a fucking Mac 10 and just lights up Bobby. So then the, all the cops killed, you know, the guy with the Mac 10 and there at least Mickey's like, oh, fuck, I got my hands up like I do now for no he reason. He drops to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Which you should. And I think I would have immediately. I'm just going to lay down here. So now, they, <laughs> so now they come out and they bag everybody up. And they're in the back of an ambulance. And we cut to uh, ambulance backing in. And they pull out a body bag and unzip Auto Creed. And he sits up. Like oh. he's the Undertaker. Yeah. He's like, well, what the hell happened there? And it's like, oh, it, some kid got in there and pulled a gun. Things got out of hand. Like, okay, well, who is it? He's like, nobody was supposed to die in this mission. Yeah. Meanwhile, so now, it's Frank Castle, and takes, he starts taking off all this shit, and he's standing there in his underwear. And he's like, all right, well, I get him my deed and figure out who he is and what happened. And someone gave me some freaking pants. And they're like, yeah, we got some pants for this guy. He's sitting there in his underoos, you know? His me undies. His me undies. You've been listening to a bunch of podcasts, I see. Uh-huh. Not this one, because we're not sponsored by me, Undies. <laughs> Yet. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by the, was it the lawnmower? The lawnmower? You didn't hear about that? You, oh, no. okay. Well, what are you talking about? It's it's to shave your nether regions. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you don't have to nick the your balls. lawnmower? <laughs> no, I haven't heard that yeah, one. Yeah, it's the podcast, then, I guess. What podcast did you hear about? I've heard it. More than one. Oh my god, this is like when my brother and my brother and me used to do the extreme restraints. 
<laughs> back in the way back machine. But anyway, so now, oh, Frank Castle, he gets some pants. He's got his hat on and he's walking in. Hey, surprise! It says surprise retirement. Mm. Then later on in the movie, they say he's moving to London to take over the London desk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is he retiring or is he just being reassigned? I think he's... I thought he was retiring from field work. Yeah, I thought so too. Well, if he's going to be the... the it's still technically the, the No, but I think he was leaving like the... Undercover? Okay, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. We'll Why does the that. FBI have a London office? These are questions I have. <laughs> the Federal <laughs> Bureau of Investigations, which investigate crimes in the country of America. Why do they have a London Branch. office? Maybe he's a liaison. Maybe he's liaison <laughs> with MI5. <laughs> Wouldn't that be like the CIA that does They would be liaisoning with MI6. I Sometimes people in those fields work with people in MI6 and work together, like in, what was that movie you just did? Payback. Oh, Payback? No, Payback. Payback. Uh, Haywire? Haywire. Ooh, good movie. If you're not sure what we're Payback talking about. Payback is also a good movie, by the way. <laughs> Payback is a good movie. Anyway. All right, so we cut to uh, Johnny Saint, who comes home and tells his mother and father that their brother is dead. His mother does not take it well and falls down. That's how I would take it. Mickey's just getting out of jail, and Elaine asks me, goes, so if someone gets bailed out, do they have to stay? Or no, do they, <laughs> like, they have, have to leave? They have to go, or can they stay? Like, because I think if I just... It's one of those, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here yeah. situations. Well, this is my question. I was like, does he have to accept the bail? Because if I just got your son killed, I don't think I would let you bail me out of jail. <laughs> Although later they do say, if we wanted you dead, we would have left you in jail. Oh, I'm so. going to get to that. But... Yeah, so he gets out of jail, and they put him in a car, and they bring him. And we cut to Quentin's guys kicking the shit out of him <laughs> while he sits in a chair and tells Mickey, you know, um, hey, if I wanted you dead, because he says, please don't come. He says, if I wanted you dead, we have people inside who have done a very uh, a detailed way. We can only describe as pornographically. So I'm guessing he would have got a, a broomstick in the prison wallet. Yeah. Ow. And he's like, well... <laughs> Tell Mr. Saint, if it's any consolation, the guy who did this is also dead. And just then, Howard Saint is standing behind him. He goes, no, Mickey, it's no consultation. It's definitely <laughs> it's not, not a consultation. consultation. <laughs> definitely not a consultation. It's not a consultation. Words are hard. Anyway. You've been breathing all day. I have been breathing all day. I'm tired. So Howard Saint's there, and he's like, hey, look. The person who is responsible must be punished. And he takes a gun from a guy and then shoots the guy in the leg. He says, you were supposed to protect him. He says, Bobby told me to stay. And he shoots him again. He's like, he was trying to impress you. And he fucking kills him. He goes, my son didn't have to impress me. And throws also, a gun at his son probably doesn't pay your, pay your salary, dude. You work for me. Yeah, but he also works for Bobby. Because if they, I don't know. That must be, that's a real fucked up situation. Anyway, so we're going to cut to Maria now. Oh, Maria, Maria. She reminds me of a West Side Story. She's packing up the house, and she takes one picture, puts it in the box, and goes, all right, guys, there's more boxes over here. I'm like, you lazy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and she turns around, and she sees Frank, and they're happy, and they have a little moment. Hey, we're back. We're happy. Our family's whole. Frank goes outside to find his son sitting in the doghouse and tells his son, you know what I liked about that dog? He would catch a ball no matter how hard I threw it. I'm like, you shouldn't throw a ball that hard at your dog, dude. <laughs> that's, kind of a dick, that's kind of a dick move. <laughs> Anyway, he says, when you get older, I'll tell you why we had to move so much. And this is going to be the last time, I promise. Why are we going to London? Because London's safe. Okay. So we cut back to Howard, who's in the morgue, identifying his son. And he's like, hey, who was Otto Krieg? 
who would have benefited from this deal? Give me all this information. Okay. I was like, who owed no. him money? <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, why don't you let the professionals handle us? And he's like, yeah, professionals. Gotcha. And so we cut to Howard, who's meeting, meeting with Quentin now, and says, I want you to find out everything we can on Auto Creed. Um, where he's from, the whole nine. I want a full dossier on the whole nine. I said that already. So we cut to Puerto Rico, where they're having a family reunion. And it's just a fun time, okay? The whole family's there. They're diving. There's a sailboat. Big family, too. Well, it's two families. It's a lot of people. Yeah, because they have the thing. It's like, two great families get together. You know what you get? My grandson. He yanks the arm. The kid's arm right out of the side. <laughs> so it must be his family and his wife's family. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I was thinking. But, I mean, even even seeing this before, I forgot how many people there. There's got to be, what, 30 people there. It's a lot of fun. At least. People. At least. You and I don't have very big families that would get together like this. <laughs> no, if I would have just these two at my family reunion. <laughs> <laughs> when my when my mom and her sisters <laughs> get together, like if we got together as family, just my mom's her her sisters, their husbands, their kids, and our kids, there's more than thirty people. <laughs> yeah. Well, if we go to my mother's house right and the, and the family from just my mother's side comes i have like 47 first cousins so no it's, it's fun because she says you know who is this and how do they relate it to you and it's like they have okay. like 12 it's not 47 I, it feels like 47 because <laughs> <laughs> there was a whole batch that were born like a whole like seven or eight that were born batch. after i left for the navy and i don't know them <laughs> but at my grandfather's funeral i got to hang out with two of my cousins and they were very nice people cool one of them doesn't speak very much. My cousin Jackie doesn't talk. Like, she doesn't talk. Only talks to her sister. Right. <laughs> She's a selective mute. Hmm. I was like, oh, I'm going to get this kid to talk to me. <laughs> Did Challenge you? Accepted. No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> but anyway, but I digress. So where are we now? All right, so um, Frank and Maria are <laughs> on the beach now. You know, the rest of the family's out there barbecuing, and they do what I think is the hibbity-dibbity. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You've been undercover for a long time. We've been doing a lot of hibbity and dibbity. <laughs> also, I would not be married to someone who went undercover like that. I'm just not <laughs> okay, well, she did. And then she died. All right, so we cut to Bobby's funeral. And at the funerals, when Quentin decides to go, by the way, here's Auto Creed. He's not Auto Creed. His name is Frank Castle. He's an undercover FBI agent. Deep cover, you know, blah, 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 blah. Marine, super badass. He's a super soldier, but not quite Captain America. Not the super soldier. Not the super soldier. Right. He's not a universal I do think it's interesting that they don't investigate at all the other people, the ones that actually shot. (laughs) Yeah, no, they're like, this guy killed him. Like, he didn't kill him. He was just there. (laughs) I mean, perhaps it wouldn't have happened if the cops hadn't come, but it still could have. Those bad guys with the guns could have said, fuck you, we're taking your money and killed him. Well, and Howard's like, well, go kill him. Because he said, hey, they're down in Puerto Rico family. And he's like, well, go down there and kill that motherfucker. And Livia, the mom, says, takes up her veil and says, no, his family too. All of them. He's like, you evil bitch. Even Travolta's like, are you serious? Like, and he's like, everybody? <laughs> Everything that happens in this movie after this point is her fault. Yes. yes. Her fault. True that. It doesn't end well for her. <laughs> and that's what she deserves because it's all her fault. All right, so we're back at the family reunion. All right, and um, so Frank's son gives him a gift. 
He's like, hey. That's what we do. We give a gift. We give a gift. <laughs> and he's like, oh, this guy was selling T-shirts. And I like this one. It was supposed to be, it's kind of scary. Protects you from evil spirits. That's what I said. And he opens it, and it's, it's the Punisher logo. And he's yep. like, ooh, fearsome. It's like, do you like it? He goes, I love it. Like, that's a total dad answer, because yeah. I've said that. You like it, dad? I love it. No matter what it is. A red tie in Old Spice. How did you know? <laughs> I like the smell of Old Spice. I, I do, too. John doesn't wear Old Spice. Sometimes he buys the Old Spice deodorants, but it's not the original scent. But I do like the smell of Old Spice. Aqua Velva. <laughs> Anyway, all right, so the family's parting it down, and the Saint goons arrive. Mm. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, walking super slow motion. Full force. Mm-hmm. And so Frank's... None of them have sleeves. <laughs> they all have on muscle tees, except for, um, what's Quentin. His, Quentin, who's in a jacket in Puerto Rico. <laughs> he's, he's, not, he's not there to get his hands dirty. He's an he's a idea guy. Yeah, he, he's management. Mm-hmm. All right. So Frank's father's like, hey, man, come here. Look at my gun room. I have this room just full of guns. I shot. thought this was a little odd. <laughs> <laughs> or amazing. <laughs> a lot is, of people do. That's amazing. But he, yes. He, his son's with special forces yeah. or whatever. So He I mean, seems like maybe he was some sort yeah, of something. Well. How long something. have we been at this family reunion and it just happens that in the middle of this big family dinner is when we're going to go in and look at all the guns? <laughs> well, I mean, they're all they're all eating and stuff. Let's go have a moment, you know? He's like, let's have a you father's moment where I show you some guns you're moving, because they're into it. And yeah. you're moving but away. I'm not it makes 100% you. sense because the plot needs it too. It's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> all right. So, so And he's like upgraded a bunch of the guns. Well, the 1911 Colts. <laughs> those guns are the Punisher's guns. So we needed a place to, to get those in. So where does he get them from? We shoehorn them into Dad's den. <laughs> and they're really cool guns. Compensators. They're now the nail drillers. Drivers. Yeah. I don't know what that means. They go. Anyway. Right, so Is that the sound they make? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> just like when you're playing Mario Brothers. That's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> so just then, we hear a gunshot. Ba-boom! And he's like, that was odd. What was that? And he looks, and his mother hits the ground. He goes, Mom? <laughs> and It's more like, Mom? And then there's some fuckery afoot. And they're killing everybody. There's people walking around, and they're hiding underneath, like, houses and stuff. And there's, like, super hearing, and he sneaks down and starts shooting people. One guy's on a sailboat. shoots a guy on a sailboat. They're shooting everybody. Bang, bang, bang. So then, just then... Frank and his dad are like, I have guns. Like, yeah. let's kill some motherfuckers. Yeah. And they grab double barrel shotguns. There's all these other guards, and that's all they grab is double barrel shotguns. Sure. But <laughs> they come out, and they're, they're spending a fortune. Look, if I shoot at you with a handgun, maybe I'll hit you. Maybe I'll miss you. And maybe I'll hit you somewhere that's not going to stop you. But if I shoot you with a fucking double barrel shotgun, you're not going to get up from that. <laughs> depends, what, yeah, depends what you're shooting. <laughs> I'm sure that's buckshot, not birdshot. <laughs> but if it's a slug. A slug is just one big hunk of yeah. metal. If it hits you, you're done. He looks like the kind of man that has buckshot. He looks like the kind of man that would shoot slugs because they know how to aim. Like, well, they you got to be a good to shot to, to shoot slugs. But if you hit, <laughs> game over. Like in John Wick 3, when they had body armor, that's what they were using was slugs yeah. because it'll go through. Mm-hmm. And through you and through a wall. <laughs> school outside. <laughs> I like this gun. It goes through schools. <laughs> Go back to our Johnny Dangerously episode <laughs> to get that reference. 
They call him his knight in shining armor. This goes through armor, <laughs> through a tree outside. <laughs> All right. God, so. I forgot about that. Thanks <laughs> for bringing that up. We should watch that later. It's a great movie. <laughs> All right. You watch that. I got books to read. Okay. So Maria is now hiding with the, their son. This is all right. I'm gonna count to three. Then we're gonna run to the jeep. She's like, okay. Then they run to the truck. <laughs> <laughs> they do, and they, but just then, Johnny Saint sees this and jumps in his truck. So she's driving away with a fucking boat on the back, and she's doing a, a fairly good job. Because like, there's okay. no roads, she's freaked out. So she's hauling ass. She's trying to figure a way out. Just then, they freak out a little bit too much, and they get in a crash. Well. They hit the back of them, which almost works in her favor because the boat kind of goes up on their truck. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that, like, if she was going to get away, this was going to be the moment because it breaks the boat tie from her from her Jeep or truck, truck. or whatever. And it could be a Jeep, like the brand. <laughs> um, not a Jeep like Wrangler, but, like, it still could be a Jeep. But this boat goes, like, up all into their truck and, like, causes shenanigans. But now she's got this dead weight off. You'd think that this would be when she escapes. But you no. would think. But, no, she crashes her car. And then her and her son, you know, they get out and they Rolls find. Her. And they start banging, help, help, because now they're at the dock. And the son's like, Mom, Grandpa's boat. We got to go. And she's like, great idea. Let's run down this long pier. Now he's doing his Sebastian Maniscalco voice. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> And it's like, Ma! Grandpa's home! <laughs> it reminded me of the commercial with the... I think it's Geico. Like, let's go hide in the room full of chainsaws! <laughs> no, that's terrible. Let's go to the cemetery! When you're in a horror movie, you make stupid Make choices. bad decisions. So anyway, so now she's running. And they're limping because they just got a car accident. Yeah. And I'm like, jump in the water! Jump in the water! Nope, they go straight. Johnny St. guns it. Runs them over. Mm. Meanwhile, Mad Frank Max, sees though. all this. And he hops on a bike. But first he grabs a shotgun, throws it in the back, and he's... It's like an audio play. Anyway. So he gets there just in time. Usually it's me that's doing the audio play. I know. sprinkling all the fairy dust. Leave some fairy dust from us, guys. So he hops off, and he's looking for his wife. And uh-oh, he sees them on the ground. And he starts... He's he's hoofing it. Because like you do, you know, your wife and your son are dead. <laughs> And he's yelling, Maria! And he gets there just in time to go, yep, they're dead. And he's hugging them both. I don't know where the hell Johnny Saint decided he was going to go because he knew Frank Castle was going to come. Because he was down the other end of the pier, and he just starts driving at him. Because why not? That shit was amazing. <laughs> they wanted him to suffer, though. They were giving him those moments to realize that they just ran over his wife and child. Well, anyway. And, and also, it's a bitch to do that turn. They had to do the Austin Powers to get that thing to face backwards. <laughs> so now he's coming at him and Frank's cracking off rounds. So he's shooting shotgun rounds at a pretty good fucking clip <laughs> at a truck. Yeah. He didn't think this one through all the way. Yeah. Because he cracked off a bunch of rounds. And by the time that he got a good round into the windshield and made the truck crash, he was all out of ammo. Because so now... They get a couple rounds in him too. I think they get Yeah, they, they shot him in the leg and in the shoulder, shoulder by yeah. this time. But that's not going to stop him. No. No, he's Frank fucking Castle. Yeah. <laughs> so finally they get out of the truck and they all line up together and stand there while Frank pumps the shotgun and click. It's the loudest click he ever heard in his life. <laughs> and he's like, <sighs> So now here comes Johnny Saint, kicks him in the face. And they're just beating the bejesus out of him. 
Mm-hmm. There's bejesus and all over the dock. All over there's bejesus. There's just bejesus coming out of his face. <laughs> <laughs> and they push him down on the boats. And now he's, so now he's down by the pumps, the gas pumps. Mm-hmm. And Johnny Saint says, my parents send their regards. And he's like, oh. takes a round to the chest. Boom. Close range, too. Yeah, I know. And he just slumps over. Like I think you would. So now Excuse they, me while I push all this fairy dust off my nose. <laughs> <laughs> so now they they set it on fire, and just as the dock's about to explode, Frank wakes up and like jumps in the water. No, yes. he does not is, jump in that water. He does not jump he in the water. Flies the explosion into he the like water. He like sort of sits up, which allows the blast to shoot him back. That shit's amazing because that would have killed the shit out of him. <laughs> Especially if somebody's sort of been shot three times. <laughs> One really close. How do you miss his heart from there? I, uh, that was the whole thing. Is like that's a anyway. So, so that t-shirt might have been <laughs> So no, the amazing part is Frank swims to shore. Sure. Does he swim to shore or float to shore? Well, he go. can't float with three holes in him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'd sink. So he swam to shore. Why wasn't he eaten by a shark? No. Sharks. I mean, I know that he has extensive training well, for dealing with sharks. We saw him in Deep Blue Sea. Um, all the sharks went away from the explosion. <laughs> <laughs> the explosion scared the sharks away, so like, that's not good. I'm going that way. What do you mean there's no like, sharks in the tropics? Of course there's shar- there's sharks in the There's plenty of sharks in the tropics, but not where there's explosions. <laughs> well, they, they tasted the blood in the water from three miles away or whatever, and they're like, nah, that's Thomas Jane, man. We've been there. Uh-uh. Not a cousin trying to find him. All right, so the voodoo guy that we saw earlier that I didn't mention finds him, and he goes, Castle, I'll take care of you. He didn't mention because he's he was like a, such a minor character in this movie. You're like, where did this guy come from again? Is he a major character in the story? No, not really. He's just a dude. He's just a dude. I think mm-hmm. they just needed somebody to find to, him. to heal him. him with magic. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This is where he gets his, his power. So now we're at Saints and Sinners, which is a great name for a bar. Mm. If I ever get one, it'll be called Puzzles, but this is going to be the second <laughs> one. <laughs> All right. And we see Mickey is now the head valet. And somehow, after Yay. they were like, all right, well, you're such a shithead. We're going to give you a job where you get to yell at people. Because he's being a dick to other people. The Saint family shows up, and you're like, oh, that's why he's a valet. So they have time to hand him the newspaper that shows that Frank Castle and his whole family. Well, now they're treating him like he's a gopher errand boy. Well, I'm pretty sure he's Like, he used to be a minor player in the organization, and now he's just their gopher. He's just bitch boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so Quentin and Liv um, are at the table with Johnny. And Howard. And they're all like, to justice for Bobby, yeah. Johnny just gets up and leaves. He must have saw something and was like, hey, I gotta go. And Howard has some guys come over there talking business. So Liv and Quentin go, and they go and dance. They, And he starts smoking a pipe. And I decided I want to smoke a pipe. But one from National Treasure. The Charlotte? <laughs> I want to get my Charlotte. Because you know me... I, I'm sure you can get a replica. I know, but that's such Charlotte. a big pipe. You know what I'm gonna do? Where when I have I'm smoking my Charlotte pipe, my monocle. <laughs> nice. And your driving shoes. We need to, you need to get a smoking jacket if you're gonna smoke a pipe. You get the smoking jacket, jacket from Johnny Dangerously. <laughs> he he could wear his purple jacket. As a well, he asked me if he was talking to me. I'm like, I like the smell of pipe smoke, but I don't think you're allowed to smoke, sir. Yeah, probably not. Right, I'm anyway. pretty sure your health insurance forbids you from smoking. Yeah, fucking kill you. They can pick you about jazz triangles. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're back at the house now. It steals the wind from the guy. Hello, can we? <laughs> can we focus? We focus along, movie. No. <laughs> you ruining. We're not the, done yet. Ruining the fairy dust. Okay. I mean, there's no amak 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 amak, but did you find one? <laughs> <laughs> That's a hell of a pipe, bro. <laughs> 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 like, what are you smoking? A castle? <laughs> it's not Charlotte, heavy. man. You got to wear the National Treasure glasses so you can flick the lenses. <laughs> it's got to be heavy. <laughs> All right. So, um, Howard gives Liv some Harry Winston earrings. Now, interesting fact about this is that these were actual Harry Winston earrings. These were a million dollars. Wow. They couldn't get a prop, but, you know, hey, John Travolta's got big money. All right. Well, they probably just borrowed them. They only needed him for, what, three scenes? <laughs> uh, it was probably product placement. They gave him to somebody or whatever. I don't know if they got him back. But those they were million-dollar earrings. So. Yeah. All right, so they have a post... They might have accidentally come home with me. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's the kind of thing that accidentally walked out. <laughs> it's not like a prop gun where they're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, hey, Bob. I don't know. Actors take home weird stuff earrings. off John, sets all the time. Bob, watch Bob. Bob. They're not supposed to have. Steve, you watch Bob. Watch, watch his earrings. <laughs> yeah. That's a big deal. Anyway, so they have po- post-murder... <laughs> Or post-massacre coitus. Post-massacre coitus. Yes. I'm sorry. Like you do. I'm sorry. I... PMC. You know what does not turn me on? Hearing that you murdered a bunch of people to revenge my son's death. It's not... I mean, down with it, though. But even if I'm an evil queen... DTM. Down Even if I'm an evil queen... Like, I'm happy that that happened, and that's a satisfaction of a job well done, but I don't need to then get satisfaction. It doesn't, like, <laughs> it doesn't, like, put a, fo- a fire in my loins. <laughs> it's weird. She's got problemos. <laughs> no fire in the old loinos, huh? All right, so, all right, we cut back to Puerto Rico, and evidently has been some time. We know that because Frank now has a beard. Yeah. And he said five, five months. months. Yeah. And he's walking now, and he goes to his father's house, and someone has boarded up the place, but didn't take anything out. They left the guns. <laughs> Seems like a logical thing to do. They were probably having trouble finding an heir. Yeah. Can <laughs> 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 you put it like that? <laughs> Probate was a bitch. <laughs> They're going looking for a third cousin. Like, you ever heard of Frank Castle? No. no. Well, no. he's a related <laughs> relative, and you need to get all of the shit or out of his house. Does the Puerto or did the Puerto Rican did Puerto Rico know he was still alive? Because just because the United States didn't know he was still alive, or the FBI didn't know, didn't mean the Puerto Rico didn't know because he was bunking with the witch doctor. Yeah, the witch doctor might have sold somebody in town, and they might like, have just you know. I don't think I mean, they would have told anybody if he wants to keep his witch doctor license. He has to be on the up and up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You don't want to go to the. He might have board. summoned the spirits to board it up, and they don't come <laughs> care about uh, Get zombies guns. Uh, over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're Hildy. Over there. We're Hildy. With Hildy. What was her name? Does, Heidi. Do witch doctors have Hindi. zombie powers? Hindi. I hope so. Otherwise, Hildy. why the fuck are we being witch <laughs> doctors? Fucking hocus pocus. What was Bette Midler's name? Oh, um, Winifred. Oh, Winnie. That's what I meant. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to get Winifred on a bad day because she's on the board. That's she's not a witch doctor. She was a witch. Exactly. She wasn't so, doctoring nobody. She was still over there stealing her steam. <laughs> you know, they didn't have any in this movie? No steam stealing. There was some scene stealing, though. Oh. <laughs> All right. So anyway, so he's on the, and he grabs some guns out of Dad's house. And on the beach, he just happens to look down. Oh, hey, there's the shirt my son gave me. <laughs> Five months later. Yeah. Sure. So then he's like, yeah. Get it? Sure. Uh-huh. So then he's leaving, and the witch doctor says, Via con Dios, castle, go with God. 
And Castle's got a good one. He says, God's going to sit this one out. <laughs> All right, so Frank is back in the United States. And he must have a lot of money and a good arms dealer because, my God, have you seen the shit that he's got? He's got <laughs> Claymore mines and all kinds of guns. He must have a bank. He did roll. pose as a Russian people. arms dealer for a long time. You don't I'm get to keep that money. <laughs> I'm sure he's got connections. Also, he inherited everybody's stuff. He's the only one left alive. Well, 30 That's of those true. people, it's all coming to Frank. <laughs> Some of those people had life insurance policies. Probate. We're already out of probate at this time. He did clean up. <laughs> it's got a good point there. Yeah, that's that's a solid. That's that's so that right up. Yeah, <laughs> that's what. Now we know why Frank so doesn't have a job. That's beautiful work. Yeah, right. beautiful work. Way to go. He just funded the Punisher for forty years. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how that works out. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, bad news is, you know, you're gonna have these scars. Good news is, you inherited forty million dollars. <laughs> you have nothing to do all day. All right, so we cut to Frank's neighbors, and we get to meet Dave. And Bumpo and Joan. Yeah. And they're doing why things. Why is his name Bumpo? You can figure that out. Yeah. Yeah, no, but why? Why can't he be Mitch or Steve yeah. or that's Sean a bat name. or Pat? You know, Michael He'd make Jim an excellent Pat. <laughs> Bumpo. Michael Chip was supposed to be in this. Bumpo. Michael Chip? Yeah. Oh. Okay. He's look. supposed to have a, a, a friend who's his tech guy, but they decided they don't want I him. often have this problems with fictional character names. Nobody names their kid Bumpo. <laughs> this is right. from the same guys who came up with Peter Parker. That at least is a real name. Okay. <laughs> Look, his name Reed should Richards, be like Sean. Sue Storm. I mean, Bumpo is the name of a clown. <laughs> this guy is a clown. He's an opera singing sad chef dude. Chef dude. Yeah, no, his name isn't Bumpo. It's not Bumpo the chef. It's Bumpo the clown. So he should not be Bumpo. He should be like Sean. Or Chester. Maybe You'd make an excellent Chester. Maybe it's a nickname. Well, anyway. So it's now sad. all the neighbors get together and like, oh, hey, look, there's that new guy. I wonder what he does for a living. And Joan's like, I think he's an artist. <laughs> like, wow, our neighbor's an artist. There's I think no he's way. that guy we saw in the paper that inherited $40 million. <laughs> what the fuck is he doing here? Well, here, nobody knows he's alive. No, I don't. All right, so... Frank gets, uh, he finally gets... Just him and the witch doctor who helped him collect all that life insurance. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Retired to the Cayman Islands. <laughs> Alright, so Frank starts going full Punisher and he kidnaps Mickey. And at first, he, he ties Mickey upside down and Mickey's like, I'm not telling you a damn thing. And he's like, that's fine, Mickey. <laughs> What's the blowtorch for? I'm going to burn you with it. 2,000 degrees. It does amazing things. See, what it does, it cuts, it slams a nerve and he shuts. You don't feel anything. Just... Cold. Isn't science fun, Mickey? <laughs> Goes, you'll smell burning meat. That's your flesh. And then all of a sudden, you're going to go into shock. So then he takes the torch and he puts it on a steak and an ice pop. Starts putting it on Mickey. <laughs> and Mickey's freaking the fuck out. <laughs> so they sh cut to the door and they show the neighbors like, no. <laughs> like, should we call the police? Like, no. He's, he, he's killing he said, someone. He's there. a very... <laughs> Bobo says he's a very scary man. <laughs> and they're like, they'll work that shit out themselves. So at that point, Mickey's like, okay, fine, I'll tell you. And he starts telling them all the things about these Cuban, um, uh, what do you call it, clients, mm -hmm. things like that. And uh, the saints, they're so predictable. They always go to the same places this whole time. And then Frank puts the ice pop in his mouth. And he's like, oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> and he lets My Mickey down. My back isn't mutilated and burned. 
And so he takes the ice pop out of his mouth and like reaches for his back. He's like, oh, hey, look, I'm not dead. Yeah. And then immediately goes, I hate the saints. I'm on board. It's like, that was a quick switch. What happened? Now, I'm like, not talking. I'm going to take them down and you're going to help me. Well, it's been five months of me having to do, do their laundry. And yeah. <laughs> uh, being punished because the dude that buys pot from me weaseled his way into my deal and I couldn't say no because he's higher up in the mm-hmm. thing from me mm-hmm. and he accidentally gets shot. And He gets shot because he pulled out a gun. He would have been fine. I know. But it's been, it's been like five months. And when he got the sun shot, they beat the shit out of him. Frank Castle didn't actually torture him. Well, and and they say earlier that John Travolta, that his father saved John Travolta's life, which is yeah. probably the only reason he's not dead. Mm. So, but they're doing their best guys. to make him miserable. So, so now Frank does a baller move, announces to the world that he's still alive. How does he do it? First, he steals his own headstone. Is that stealing? <laughs> no, it's mine. <laughs> it's your headstone. He paid for it, right? He paid for it. Um, his the insurance company? money. The I don't know. Well, if he served in the military, you are due a funeral. Yeah. So, anyway. So, anyway, he scratches out the year that he died, and he drops it on the fucking putting green where Howard Saint just pretty, happens to be. Pretty that ball, shit's amazing. Pretty balling. That's fucking amazing. Uh-huh. And then shows up where the cops are. It's like, hey, it's been um, five months since my family's murdered. No one's been arrested. They're like, I know you're upset. He goes, upset. <laughs> I used to be upset when it rained. <laughs> I used to be upset when the Yankees won the series. There's a whole other word for this, but it ain't upset. Which is funny because he played uh, Mickey Mantle. And he says that. It just doesn't feel right. Because he's the Mick. Anyway. I love Mickey. Mickey who? Mickey Mantle. We should watch that later. I'm down for that. Okay. I love 61. <laughs> Barry Pepper. She's always DT61. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So Frank... Goes to one of Saint's money places. It's his building or whatever, and he just kind of like strolls in there, like no security whatsoever. Gets right to where there's literally millions of dollars. After knocking out like three inept guards and stealing some hall passes, yeah. and gets in there, pulls a shotgun on some guys and is like, "Hey, load the money in this big laundry bin. Let's go." And then tells the guys. Gives him a, a suitcase, says, fill it up. Takes a shotgun, puts it down, turns around, <laughs> cuts a hole in the glass while there's two guys closer to his shotgun and than he is. And then you put your dick in the hole. <laughs> First. Cut a hole in the glass. <laughs> put your junk in the glass. That's the way you do it. You Make an open the glass. your junk in the glass. <laughs> but anyway. So then he's like, all right, takes a shotgun, and he takes his briefcase, and he goes, out the window. And they're like, what? And he goes, you know, out the window. And no. I'm like, do you want me to go out the window? Yeah. The That's what I thought. No, and I had forgotten. Because I didn't see this part when Don watched it three days ago. And I thought he men- made them jump out the window. So then you see all the people running outside. And I'm like, oh my God, how many dead people did he throw out the window? But no, it was the money. So, funny. <laughs> so I don't know. Would they say it was like $50 million or something? Yeah. And they're just throwing it out the window. People are understandably in the streets reaching for dollar bills. Yes. I would be. I'd be knocking dudes over. Like you would. <laughs> mm-hmm. When it starts raining from the sky, you're going to grab it. Fucking Jeff Bezos could have been out there. He'd be like, I can use some lunch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, and now the the goons go outside. Look, hey, it's raining money. And then they're like, oh, fuck. It's raining money. <laughs> then, then it hits them. That's coming from this building. We'd probably go check that out. 
So they, they go inside and they get there just in time to see Frank. You can all in his he's wearing his Punisher t shirt and he's got the leather trench on. Spot on, looks Good great. Stuff. Yeah. And he puts the briefcase down, and the other guys are opening up their jackets because we're about to have us a good old-fashioned draw gunfight. Mm-hmm. And they, everybody goes for their pieces, but Frank's quicker, and he kills them both. He's got two guns, one for each of you. Mm-hmm. And he puts the one gun back, and he leaves the other one out, just in case. He picks up his money, and he walks out. And he gets little sunglasses in the joint, and he goes, da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> no, sorry, that's something else. All right, so we cut to the neighbors who are now watching like 15 TVs, mm-hmm. and they find out all about Frank. Um, oh, God, what's his name? Bumpo? Not Bumpo. Dave. 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 Little Dave. Dave has a, quite a big uh, setup for video games, so that's why there's all those TVs. He's a gamer. All right. So anyway, Frank's coming in, and they hear him, and they look through the hallway, and Frank turns around, and he sees him, and they're like, Hi. It's because they fall through the door. They do. <laughs> and Frank's like, yeah, whatever. Blows them off and goes into his room. Um, we cut to Howard meeting with his guys, and he tells them, Frank is alive. And he tells them, no, no, he's not alive. He died. He wants to be with his family. We need to help him. Go help him. Like, don't worry about it. We got a professional coming in. And so the Cubans now are coming to the Saint House, and he meets with them. This is the next day. And like, hey, what the fuck? Um, money. Money gone. He's like, don't worry about it. He goes, you can guarantee the next shipment? Sure. Moving on. <laughs> and we cut back to the house there, and now there's a boyfriend. And he's banging on the door. You let me in, you bitch. I love you. Or whatever he was saying. Yeah. Some mean things. He looked like he was drunk. So the two neighbors come out and like, hey, um, dude, uh, it's kind of late. Can you keep it down? And like, and he's an asshole to Dave. And he's an asshole to Bumpo. And he says, hey, I'll call the cops. And the guy comes over and he grabs him right by the old yam bag mm. and then slaps him. Just then Frank opens the door. He's like, go away. <laughs> <laughs> and the dude's like, oh, look at this shit here. He didn't come over and grab him. No, he ain't touching no. that salami. No, he pulls out a bodily song knife and he, pa-ka! And he looks at him and he's like, what, what, what? And Frank just punches him in the face. <laughs> he's, like, he's doing like these big dance moves. He's like, pow. And gra- he takes the knife. And then grabs his knife. It's a real Indiana Jones. Yeah. <laughs> he closes it and he says, you shouldn't play with knives and hits him with it. <laughs> Face. Which is a baller thing to do. All right. So evidently, we get the impression that Frank took the gentleman and escorted him off the premises. Because he's coming That's back. That's one way to put it. <laughs> Like he, he threw him down the Another way stairs. to put it. He, he threw him off a roof. <laughs> Another way to put it. Because <laughs> he treated him like he was a dollar bill. Threw him on a roof. Mm-hmm. Tony was doing a uh, Pulp Fiction thing. Uh-huh. Okay. So now, Frank's come upstairs and he runs into Joan. And Joan's like, hey, we'll sell you on TV. Also a John Travolta movie that we didn't mention. Mm-hmm. John Travolta was in Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They have an unproductive conversation. Frank leaves her, and he goes to work on his plan. Mm-hmm. All right. So Frank grabs a big bag when he was talking to Joan. He's like, hey, what was that? It was a goddamn fire hydrant. How strong <laughs> is Frank? He's holding a goddamn fire hydrant. And I read in the trivia, evidently somebody did this in New York City. They would keep putting a, a fire hydrant up, so they had parking every year, every day for like two months. Wow. Like, I thought it was two amazing. years. Was it two years? Two years. That's amazing. That's pretty crazy. All right, but he puts it right in front of Olivia's car and then breaks into the car and he puts on a thing and he calls Quentin. says, hey, you know, I know you're gay and if you don't want me to tell anybody, I want $5,000, meet me at the Wyndham Hotel. 
I got pictures, and I'll give them to you. Mm -hmm. So Frank now takes Livia's car to the Wyndham and puts it in a bad parking spot so she gets a ticket. In front of his phony fire hydrant. No, he left no, the fire, he left the fire the there, so, so nobody park. Park. He just happened to go to the window. He probably went for, oh. where does it say no parking? Good. Here we go. Because <laughs> Meter Man oh, gives him right. a ticket. Mm-hmm. All right, so now we're at Casa de Saint. Howard is looking for Quentin. He's like, um, I don't know where Quentin is. And um, Mickey pops out and goes, I saw Mister. I saw uh, Quentin. He was at the Wyndham Hotel. He's like, oh, okay. And then, hey, where's Livia? Oh, she's at the movies. It's Thursday. Oh, okay. Meanwhile, Johnny's in a towel and some girl in her underwear comes up too. I'm sorry. If I'm sitting there my son's in a towel and some girl in her underwear walks up, I'm like, you're busy, son. I'll come back later. He does not give a fuck. No, I'm like, son, you're busy. Don't tell mom. <laughs> you get the impression that this is a this very is a common yeah. situation in Johnny's mm. end of the house. <laughs> I don't think Elaine would work well for uh, our son coming and having a girl in her in your under boobies. He seems to be trailed by two Look, women. Mm-hmm. If my son times. still lived at home and we lived in a mansion, I would be fine with ladies being in their under boobies in his part of the house. Just as long yours. as they were only in his part of the house. And when they left that part of the house, for whatever reason, they were covering up all of their under boobies. <laughs> with mm-hmm. over boobies. No, yeah, or he no. had his own entrance and exit and they couldn't even get to the rest of you the house. You don't want to see those <laughs> I don't want to see some strange lady's yabos. And I, I would be awkward for me to like, whoa, wait. <laughs> <laughs> you just keep those yabos in mm-hmm. in your wing. You've got a whole wing for boobs. That's the booby wing. And boobies are allowed out of the wing, a booby wing. I'm, I'm probably going to be allowed that zone. way either. <laughs> it's the booby free zone. You can't go to Cross's wing ever. <laughs> to make sure there's no boobies in there. We have a whole, well, and then we just have this neutral territory, and that's where everybody hangs out together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fully dressed all the time. So let's cut to the restaurant the next morning. Frank's neighbors are there, and they're eating breakfast, talking to Joan. Frank's this at the, is where she works. Frank's yes. in a corner booth, and he's eating some breakfast, you know, little eggies. Mm. Harry Heck comes in, and he plays to die once more. And he puts his cigarette between his pinky and his ring finger while he does all this. Which is pretty baller. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I would be able I can't play guitar. No. But I don't it's very intriguing for an assassin to serenade you before they beat the shit out of you. <laughs> and he's like, You like that song? I wrote it for you. I'm gonna sing it at your funeral. And he's like Alright. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna kill this motherfucker. Frank's been waiting the whole time for this dude to attack him. Because he's got you know, he's got a, a yeah. he's got a, a saw underneath him. He thought he was gonna pull a gun out of the guitar case. A la Desperado. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this isn't Desperado. Anyway. This is not the biggest Mexican I've ever seen. No. The light did not dim. <laughs> Just for, Just for him. Alright, so we're at the Please Brit- see our episode on Desperado <laughs> when we have a long discussion about whether it's okay to have sex with Spurs on. <laughs> I still say yeah. Right after you got shot. <laughs> all right, so now we're out of. Uh, she took advantage of him. Frank, he's all hopped up on painkillers. Yeah, can so barely move. Frank's oh. in his GTO and he's at a stoplight, and just then you see a big orange. No, I'm sorry, green, green car. And it's coming right at him. He's like, "Oh shit!" And he hits it. Ugh. And it's Harry Heck. So, uh oh, we gotta go. So he. He gets out and he starts cranking off ramps. He's got like a fucking hand cannon. It's a shotgun, like the. 
thing. Mm-hmm. And he's shooting at him, and Franks goes, shit. And he has got, like, this armor that he put in the car, and he closes it. it. But now he can't fucking see. But he goes up the bridge, which seems like a really bad idea. So he lifts <laughs> the thing just time to go, oh, shit, here we go. Up and over. And so Harry gives chase, and Frank wrecks his car. Frank gets out of his car, and Harry comes out, and he's got a gun in his hand. And Frank reaches. I got here. I got some. Ha ha! And he pulls a stiletto. And he goes, "You've got to be one dumb son of a bitch to bring a knife to a gunfight." Just then, Frank pushes the button. Cheek. And the stiletto. It's not blade, a knife. It's a knife gun. The stiletto blade comes because it shoots knives. Yeah, those are highly illegal to do that. <laughs> Only one of those is super illegal. But he also shoots a guy in the neck with it. Also super illegal. I don't think you're <laughs> supposed shot. to just like randomly have claymores either. Not well. <laughs> no, probably not. He's breaking a lot of laws. Okay. He's also murdering a bunch of people. Yeah, no, just, yeah. There's, and there's, there's the robbery nothing. he did a little while ago. Yeah. I think the only thing that he did like vigilante-wise that he's not going to jump for is stealing his own gravestone. Yeah. Other than that, I think he's going to jail for but a lot he of did, it. But like, destruction of property of the golf, the golf, course. golf course. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's not going to be that big of a deal. Yeah, but still, it's <laughs> not, not in of the list. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, Frank, I'm your lawyer. Look. Don't worry, I got the golf course covered. <laughs> now the 17 murders but, and the claim wars. <laughs> we got to talk. I got to tell you, if they're going to throw the book at you, they're going to throw the book at you for every single thing they can, including destruction of property. Let at the me golf tell you course. something. When you get the life in prison for all the murders you're about to commit <laughs> and owning all of the machine guns and, and bombs, the destruction of property that may be a misdemeanor, they're going to let that one go. What is the... Uh, you plead guilty to all this, we're going to let this destruction of property What's go. What's the charge for the fake hire, fire hydrant? <laughs> That's probably higher than the destruction of property. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Is it illegal to own a fire hydrant? I, I don't know. It is. It would have to be illegal to put one there for parking. It, it has, has to be, to be illegal to have a pretend one because what if there was a fire and, and the, the fireman, fireman tried to... Make to make yeah. They go, to, they go to hook it up and it falls over and they're like, well, what? <laughs> yes. I feel like that would. that's the illegal problem here. Mm. Full right. fire hydrant. So we cut to the, the, the Cuban's <laughs> next cigarette boat call the three run full of money. So now there's a cigarette boat and it's full of cash. And Johnny's on the boat. And he a has cigarette a boat is a type of boat, not a boat made out of cigarettes or a boat that transports cigarettes. <laughs> Just so you know. Because every, every time he says a cigarette, every time he says cigarette boat, I think it's like a I, boat full of cigarettes. I don't know if <laughs> or any, made of cigarettes, which is not the case. Anybody would think the boat was made of cigarettes. That's what I thought. Why would you have a boat made of cigarettes? I think it was full of cigarettes. Look. Well, it's full of cash. somebody. And you thought the boat was made of cigarettes, Elaine? When Tell I, me you thought the boat was made of cigarettes. When I hear it, I think of a boat made of cigarettes. I know that is not actually. But then you made immediately of... supersede that thought by going, "Wait a minute, this can't be made of cigarettes." Actually made of cigarettes. Okay, look the banner ahead. Just check. Just check. Somehow that's what I picture. Right. I don't know. There's a lot of fairness happening, and I don't want our listeners to get so involved in the story that they forget that the boat is not made of cigarettes. So just then, John. Johnny finds a claymore and it's face down and he looks at it and he's like, this is strange. And he flips it over and it says front towards enemy and he goes, oh shit, and drops it yeah. and hops off the boat. Just then the boat explodes. Mm-hmm. Cigarettes you raining think everywhere. You think he could have <laughs> tobacco leaves everywhere. He thrown it when he dropped it. But no, he dropped it right, right over that money. To the left. <laughs> he dropped it in the money. Way to go, Johnny. So he's standing there and he's like... He's not standing. He's kneeling in the water. He's laying down on the ground, actually. He's in the water. And he's... Because, you know, like you do, he just missed an explosion. And there's Frank standing there looking fucking fierce. And he gives him a mean, tough guy look like, bitch, don't even. (laughs) 
All right, so now Howard gets told about this little mishap, and he's like, what in the actual fuck? Don't tell the Cubans. Yeah, no one tell the Cubans. And they walk in because that's what, Carly? Amazing. Amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> and they want to talk about it. And they're like, hey, Howard, this is bad. He says, don't touch my Cuban cigars. I mean, this from Honduras. It's the same fucking tobacco. Yeah. Only they're not illegal. Whatever. And all the best Cuban cigar makers moved to Honduras. Not all of them. But he's like, look, you know that in this business, nothing is guaranteed. I'm not giving you the fucking money yeah, back. I want my money. So we have 14 good shipments and we fucked up one. So you're just going to suck this up. Like, and he goes, remember, I have more guns than you. And they leave. And Quentin's like, we don't have more guns than him. And he's like, no, fuckface, go kill Frank Castle. <laughs> he goes, call the Russian. All right, so we cut to Frank, and he's eating sardines in his house with a fucking pocket knife. The man doesn't own a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't eat a sardine with a spoon. You'd eat it with a fork. I don't know. He doesn't have any utensils whatsoever. How about a butter knife? Anything would be better than the fucking pocket knife that he was eating. So a butter knife wouldn't be better. Look, the man's pocket got money. Is... He's buying Claymore mines. He can go out and get a goddamn fork. He spent all of his money on mines. He doesn't have any more money for forks. How much cigarette boats cost? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we know that he has money because they're he gave twice the as expensive as baby boats. <laughs> I know how much a carton of cigarettes is. I can't imagine a whole boat made of them. <laughs> <laughs> Multi millions. He took all that money from the money house. <laughs> all right. Anyway. But he didn't spend all that money from the money house. We know that. So anyway, there's a knock on the door. Who's that? It's little Dave. Oh. But first he pulls a gun like ah. Oh, it's just you, Dave. He's like, hey, that guy from Jones is back. Can you go? And he's like. Oh. I'll be right there. I got time to so beat So we know ass. he didn't kill him. <laughs> well, I would hope not. He might have thrown him off the roof, but he didn't kill him. <laughs> he might have, or he might have demonstrated him. He developed a bit of a speech impediment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he goes to the door, and he's ready to fight, and he sees him like, surprise. Like, what is this? What, 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 what? We want he wants you to have, to have dinner. dinner with us. And they have spaghetti, mm-hmm. which is nice. And Frank doesn't talk. Frank eats quickly. Very quickly. And then, so, Bumpo was like, hey, there's dessert. Hang out. And he's like, all right. He's like, hey, Dave, I need help with the dessert. Come on. He's like, wink, wink. He's being very subtle. <laughs> Y'all can't see him, but he's just a big wink. Super subtle. Wink with the wrong eye again. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, have you ever seen Gardens of the Galaxy 2? There's a lot like that. Yeah. All right, so, now, Frank is sitting there with Joan, and he's going to put the dishes away. And she's like, no, no, I'll do that. And they start talking, you know, chit-chat. And he's like, look, look, lady. I am not what you're looking for. So, you know, let's not get into this. And she's like, hey, you know, sometimes good memories will make things go away. I've been there. I know what it's like. And he's like... She's worried about his drinking. And she's been worried about his drinking. And she sees him drinking whenever he, like, the door opens. She sees the the alcohol. Wild turkey. Yeah. So he leaves. Yeah. And the People boys don't just drink wild turkey. Wild turkey <laughs> is straight, that. No. Wild turkey is that. I have a drinking problem. Yeah. Drink. Sorry if you like wild turkey. I like wild turkey. I don't like wild turkey. <laughs> but if you they like want to sponsor wild- this podcast, I don't like the shit out. You know what? The only kind of wild turkey I like it's makes a gobble bone. gobble noise and ends up on a plate. <laughs> when you gotta shoot before you eat it. All right. Oh, so now man. we're at the boy. Uh, I guess we're at Bumpo's house, and he's playing La Donna Mobile, mm. which means what? I don't know. The woman is fickle. Okay. She changes her mind. That's what that song is about. But he's like, dessert's coming, and then he goes, and he starts making 
Like, the point is to get Frank to stay longer. I so he's know, got ice cream. Geez. Looks like he has ice cream, cornflakes, and a <laughs> pot of boiling water. He said what he was going to make. I can't remember what it was. but I don't know. I don't know what it was, but those three things <laughs> don't go together. Maybe it's maybe it's melted sugar. Maybe it's melted sugar. <laughs> but we'll go with that. So we're back at Frank's house, and Frank's like, oh, Dave. Yeah. And he opens the door, and it's the biggest fucking Mexican you've ever seen. <laughs> no. That dude is not a Mexican. That's the Russian. But it's the it's Russian. And it's Kevin Nash. It's Kevin Nash. And fun fact in the trivia, so Kevin Nash had to cut his hair for this, and he had a match, a hair versus hair match with Kurt Angle, and he Chris lost. Jericho. Oh, sorry, Chris Jericho. Sorry, she you're right. Fucked up the fact. I was going about to drop that one, but go ahead, finish it. <laughs> Chris Jericho, and he lost to explain his head, his short hair. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Also, welcome back to the podcast. We haven't done uh, Secret of the Ooze, have we? No. No. Okay. Well, hey, he was super shredder. <laughs> <laughs> Has he been in anything else though? He's, yes, he was in the Longest Yard. No, um, I meant something else we did. I guess isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but we didn't do that Which either. I haven't seen. But. Like he's been in a bunch of things. But I just thought maybe I think it's kind of hard to put him else. in stuff because he's like seven feet tall. Yeah, yeah but I feel he like sticks out. Very distinctive look. I feel like we've done plenty of movies where somebody <laughs> like, um, his size wouldn't hey, stick we, out. Hey, we need to cast an actor. How about Kevin Nash? Um, he no, the rest of the actors are like five two. <laughs> Unless you wish you want to have a shot of his belly button the whole yeah. movie. Anyway. So now the fight is on, and Frank is getting his ass kicked all I mean, over his apartment. It's a big dude. Like, Don't all around. over his apartment. Like, he pulls a gun out of his little, you know, secret hiding place, mm-hmm. and Kevin Nash grabs, like, a 50-pound dumbbell and crushes the, <laughs> the gun with it. And Frank and takes and it and looks is, at it and is like, fuck. And this is a, I think this is a character in Punisher. I just don't know who it is. Yeah, he's the Russian. Yeah. So when they um, but I don't know. So when they put the boiling water on his face, that's what the Russian looks like. Oh, is that it? Okay, oh. he's disfigured, and that's what he looks like. He seems immune to to pain because Frank he gets stabbed Frank in the chest. a knife in his chest. And he's like, and <laughs> like okay, and he's really good at baseball because when oh yeah, Frank grabs a grenade and throws it at him, and he has a crowbar and he hits it. Right back where? Right back. I was like, damn. <laughs> Frank's like, fuck, and dives into the bathtub. <laughs> so, yeah. And ba-boom. So, maybe he doesn't look at explosions, but he definitely felt yeah. because he, like, got out of the bathtub and just fell over. Like, he was done. All right, so now he gets put through the wall of his buddy's house. And like, ah, like you do when there's a giant Russian beating up your neighbor. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the Russian is choking him. Just then... Frank reaches over and grabs the boiling water and puts it in his face. That hurts. And, ah! Ah! And, like, that's going to leave a mark. Yeah. And then tackles the Russian down the stairs, killing him. And then neighbors are like, Frank! Frank! And Frank stands up and goes, I'm okay. He's not. And then passes out. <laughs> Falls right on his back. All right. So then his neighbors bring him up to his place and they're sewing him up. And fun fact, in this part here, when Rebecca Romaine was sewing up the prosthetic, she went too deep and was actually sewing up Thomas Jefferson. Jesus. And he didn't say anything. Well. I'm like, ow, 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 ow. Because <laughs> he's one tough cookie. He stays, you don't break character. No. He's never. Frank Castle all day. I already got there, and he had a fire hydrant in the car with him. Damn. <laughs> and he said, I brought this for my cousin. He used it for two years in New York. <laughs> all right. So Quentin's boys... Uh, go to Frank's house to find him, but to, like hide, hide. 
And evidently, he's got like this really cool apartment that has an elevator on the floor. <laughs> yeah, it's like. What? Well, we watched him kind of trick out his apartment. It is weird. But you don't install yeah. an elevator. <laughs> you think he's got a that lift. he would have like bought this building and it wouldn't just be an apartment in another yeah. building? You know what? I think they need it for the movie, so we'll go with that. Yeah. yeah. So now. Um, they needed it specifically for this scene as a cool place to hide. So Quentin <laughs> comes in and he's like, all right, um, where's Frank? And they're like, he's not here. I'm like, okay. So then he grabs some pliers and he's like, come on, Dave, little Dave, and pulls out all of his piercings. Now, we yeah. haven't mentioned it yet, but Dave's got an eyebrow piercing, three in his lip, one in his nose, a bunch in his ears. Yeah. And Quentin yanks them all out. They said Quentin's into, like, causing pain. He's like a sadist. Mm-hmm. So he sits and has this little talk with him. He's like, look, you're going to tell me stuff. He's like, I ain't telling you shit. He's like, that's cool. Starts pulling fucking piercings out of his face. Yeah, it's not good. When he leaves, he's like, if they'd have known something, they would have said. Yeah. Yep. All right, so now Frank comes up and he's like, ah, why did you do that? <laughs> oh, no, before that, though, he, he comes up and he grabs the paper cutter. Oh, like, yeah. It's just a big giant blade because they left the guy behind. And he stabs this fucking dude in the head. Yeah. Like, in the head. Which Tony said, welcome back to the podcast. From the faculty. Yeah. <laughs> Kill, pulls the paper attacking cutter somebody with a paper cutter. cutter. This one was exceptionally bigger and heavier, though. Well, it's the big brother, the one from the faculty. Yeah. <laughs> so then he's like, hey, why, why does you... Frank Castle have a paper cutter? Why does he have a lift? He a lot of I don't shit. know. The lift at least makes sense. What, makes... Is he... what is he doing with a paper cutter? He's making pamphlets. <laughs> Fake IDs. For the revolution? For the revolution. <laughs> the revolution has begun. Ran out of pamphlets. <laughs> Just my mother and her boyfriend showed up. All right, so he's like, hey, why did you help me? You don't owe me anything. He goes, you're one of us. He's like, oh, picks Dave up, and he gives him that a shared moment. Hmm. And he's oh. like, take him to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. Now, Frank prepares for fucking war. He got more guns. The only time they show it is there's a Glock 18. We know it's a Glock 18 because he's the only one with a shoulder holster for a handgun. Yeah. And it's an automatic 9mm handgun, which is kind of cool when you see it. It goes, but there's not a lot of rounds in it because it doesn't take long. Yeah, I mean. But, all right. So he leaves like a war journal, which is the name of one of uh, Punisher's um, comics. Yeah. Comics was Punisher War Journal. War Journal yeah. Manifesto. Yeah, and he wants his intentions to be clear. Sick fist pockum parabellum. It was like a prayer that uh, in boot camp, the Marine drill instructor made to say it. Sick fist pockum parabellum means if you want peace, prepare for war. Which I've always liked. Mm-hmm. Well, I said I you know, prefer if you're going to be a bear, be a grizzly. But <laughs> yeah, I mean that's I our like, family motto. I like uh, look out for number one, but don't step in number two. Exactly, Roddy Dangerfield. <laughs> <go. laughs> All right, so we see, and it's on. And Frank is here, and he steals Liv's car again, and he calls Quentin and says, "Hey, if you still want these pictures, price is now ten thousand dollars. Meet me at this men's clothing store. I didn't write down the name." Then Mickey, mm, oh, then Mickey meets with Howard. He's like, oh, Mr. Saint. Because he gets the call from Frank. All right, you're on. He goes, Mr. Saint, how do you want me to pay for this? And he goes, what? He goes, it's a parking ticket that Mr. Saint got. He goes, okay, well, when's it from? Or where was it? At the Wyndham Hotel. And he looks at it and goes, what's this date? He goes, oh, the September 5th. That was last Thursday. But no, no, she was supposed to be at the movies, right? <laughs> He's like, where'd you say you saw Quentin again? Well, at the Wyndham Hotel. <laughs> Gosh golly. <laughs> well that's just strange and he goes hey pull our phone records for two months I want them 
Hey, do you have a key to Quentin's house? I sure do. I do his laundry. I happen to have it right here. <laughs> That's amazing. Thanks. Yeah, don't make it do do your laundry. Mm-hmm. Do your own damn drawers. So now, Howard goes to Quentin's house and he starts snooping around. Let's see here. Oh, let me look around for zero seconds. Go right to the bedroom and pick up a Harry Winston earring right in the bed, in a, in a muffled bed, you know? Badal. Which, I have to say, the first time he stole her car and she had put her purse in the car before she went into the movies and he pulled out the box with the million dollar earrings, I was like, why the fuck is she just carrying those around? And then the next week, he does it again and they're still in her purse. <laughs> she doesn't value these things. She's a millionaire. Jesus Christ. I don't keep a spare pair of earrings I in my purse. Either. <laughs> also, who leaves my purse in the car to go to the movie? <laughs> Someone who's married to Howard Saint, people know not to fuck with that car. You can leave your car. You, but what if I need something? Remember, remember in Ghana, What if I need a tampon or a piece of gum or to buy more popcorn <laughs> or to fix my lipstick? So Quentin comes it's home. It's weird. I'm just saying. It's weird. What Quentin if I break a shoe? <laughs> Quentin comes home to find Howard there. And he's like, hello, Quentin. He's like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck are you doing to my house? <laughs> goes, Jim Bowie. goes, what? Uh-huh. Jim Bowie, you know? Famous card uh, gambler. Named a knife after him. It's he, Bowie. That's what I said. <laughs> what I said? David Bowie? Bowie. He said Bowie. <laughs> Although it's a Bowie. Welcome back to the podcast. It's Bowie. Jennifer's box. Bowie. Bowie knife. Bowie knife. Bowie, 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 Bowie. Bowie. So, Bowie. B- Mr. Bowie. B, Mr. B, Mr. B, he would kick all the furniture out. Ben is yelling at you. <laughs> Bowie knife. And he would put the knife Bowie in the middle, knife. and whoever lived was right. And he goes, "I'm accusing you of cheating." And it's and definitely Bowie, B O W I E. That's what I wrote down. How do you spell? How, how do you pronounce it? Bowie, Bowie knife. Let it go. So Quentin's like, "I'm confused. What's going on?" And Howard grabs him by the face and he starts laughing. He's like, what is wrong with you? He goes, you better get that knife. I'm gonna. Too late. He grabs a knife and he cuts him in the arm. He's like, whoa, what the fuck? Hold the brakes, man. What's going like, on? I'm not fighting you. I don't understand what's going on. And then he stabs him. And he's like, oh, shit. And he goes, oh, his stage name is pronounced Bowie to rhyme with Doey or Joey. Anyone who pronounces it Bowie to rhyme with Howie or Towie is wrong. So I was right. Bowie. No, you were not with well, Bowie. Bowie. The second time. <laughs> the second time. Bowie. Can we get back to Quentin's death here? This is a big moment. He's that's like, not. you're killing me. I'm like, yeah, that's... He's Gor- like, yep. That's what Gorlami. I plan to do. Gorlami. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Gorlami. All right, so he stabs Quentin to death. Cut to Howard at home, and he's just throwing Liv shit from the fucking second floor. Like you do. Yeah. It's like, and then Liv comes home, and she's like, what the fuck? It's like, you whore, you've been cheating. She's like, what are you talking about? You and Quentin. I know about you, too. And he's like, Quentin is gay. She's like, you would say anything. And she looks over, and there's his body. And she's like, whoa, shit. And he grabs her, and he puts her in a car. And they drive to wherever they... And I jump out the door. Little Cuba. Little Cuba. Where he found where her. He found yeah, her. Where, that's where... The, the found her. Like, she was well, fucking... Well, where they met. Where, they where met. he Thank first you. saw her. Yeah, like he rescued her. Well, he kind of talks as if he did. He's, He's like, the neighborhood's really falling to shit. The only thing area. that's here now is whores. You'll, You'll fit, fit right, right in. in. Yeah. And she's like, Howard, Ouch. nothing happened. Yada, yada, yada. So she, they just stop on a bridge, and he yanks her out of a car, and he's like, look, look, see this ring? I gave it to you. I bought this when I had nothing, and I did everything for you, and this is what you do, and then throws her off the bridge, <laughs> and she lands on the train tracks. 
This doesn't kill her though. She's trying. There's a train coming. She's trying to get up. I assume she's got some broken bones, and gets run over by a train. Mm. All right. They go. So Quentin, uh, Quentin, Howard's in the car. Says, "Hey, go to the go to the club." Pulls a briefcase full of money. Says, "Hey, fifty grand for everybody because his room's full of people." Says, fifty grand more to whoever kills him. Go kill Frank Castle. Take this money. You're in till the end. You get which, another fifty after you kill. Which and they all should be wearing red shirts because they're, <laughs> they're they're not gonna last. So now Johnny Saint comes up and goes, "Hey man, where's Quentin? Hey dad." He goes, "Oh, he's wrapped up in something." Oh, get it? Because where's mom? Call the house. I'm answered. Oh, she, she caught a train. Oh, <laughs> mom's gone. She went on the train, or she caught the train. She caught the train. Like, and the son's like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, because Tony said that when we were watching it. Okay, now go tell your son that you killed his mom. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So then, uh, we get number two. We get the voiceover again. Frank Castle is dead. He died with his family, and this is not vengeance. This is punishment. Cold-ass line. <clears throat> All right, so cut to Frank, who's now at the where at the club, and he's doing his best Hawkeye intent, impression because he fucking hits a guy with a bow and arrow. Which is so weird. This <laughs> is so random. <laughs> then he puts a bunch of bombs on all these cars. Like, he must have... That must have been fucking heavy. Yeah. Because there's a lot of bombs. At the end, yeah, you're like, that was a lot of like, bombs. Like, he had to have, like, a hand truck he's or something. very in shape, although he was just beat up by a Russian. Yeah. I'm just saying, he needs a little red wagon carrying all these fucking bombs. <laughs> he need a little radio flyer, actually. Yeah. So then he shoots another guy with a bow and arrow, and Elaine goes, look, he thinks he's Hawkeye. That was a very good joke. It's funny, because I had just written Hawkeye when she said it. <laughs> We're in sync, dear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, hey. Bye, bye, bye. No! <laughs> <laughs> bye, bye, bye. the only in sync song what I know. What did you do? Throw me in front of a train? Damn. That's Tony an in sync song. <laughs> he low key knows most of them. <laughs> he low key knows most of them. Give me another in sync song. I don't know. Oh! I don't low key know a bunch Do of in sync songs. Whenever boy bands come up, wait, the wait, radio, wait, Tony which... can sing along. <laughs> like all there's are... a story with it. Oh my god, are you mistaking N Sync for the Backstreet Boys? I, yes. I might be. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we're back again. There you go. See, Backstreet's back. All right. All of their songs are about breakups, though. I don't think they have any good songs. <laughs> if, you're, if you're 20 and a bunch of women want to sleep with you, well, you're bringing it's going to be a bunch back. of Backstreet songs. <laughs> no? All right, no. All right, so. Now Frank's going hunting in, in Saints and Sinners. It's going to be me. That's another It's going to be me. That's what do I know. <laughs> All right, so, and he's in there, and there's nobody around, but we get a voice, uh, like a thing from the intercom. Hey, send up some more champagne. And he's like, coming right up. <laughs> Sends up a bucket of champagne, and Elaine goes, I'd put a bomb in there. <laughs> You've seen this before, right? He doesn't have any more. Sometimes I forget. <laughs> and she, she goes, is there a bomb in there? Yeah. And it I knew there was going to be a bomb in there. Sometimes I forget. I so all those guys movies. who are in this till the end, yeah, they're all gone. Yeah. <laughs> they're I, in it till the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're in. Well, this shot is particularly horrific because you see parts of that dude who lifted up the bottle of champagne hit the wall. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Now we're to the Cobra portion of the movie. Because he's killing as many guys as Marion Cobrett. <laughs> he is... It's like the massacre in the beginning, but reversed. Mm-hmm. And now all the bad guys are getting it. Fuck them. And somewhere, Marion Cobretti took that um, matchstick out of his mouth and gave a nod. 
cut off a piece of pizza when yeah. it's just... <laughs> I will never forget about that. It's a little weird. Never. All right. So Howard must have got some shrapnel or something. He took a little the thing. Pizza, the pizza scissors and the I don't, I don't care, I don't shop here. Never forget about those. The beginning of that movie was not the same guy that wrote the end of that movie. No, <laughs> In the four God. pages of trivia. Maybe they explain that. Uh, who knows? No one's ever read all of the Cobra's <laughs> trivia. This movie has a lot of trivia, too. Not as much as Cobra. I was going to say, yeah. Oh. Cobra's the, but, the heavyweight champion yeah, of trivia. By, by far. All right, so um, Howard's running, and we see it, and Frank goes into an office where we see Johnny is trapped under a bookshelf. This is kind of really cool. And he's reaching for a, a, gun. a gun, and Howard walks over. Howard. And Frank walks over and just kind of pushes it just out the way. He goes, oh, wow, you're a pretty in-shape guy. You ever done uh, isometrics? It was fascinating. This anti-personnel mine, eight pounds. Not a whole hell of a lot. And then he ties it off, and he goes, well, you put it in an outstretched hand. Wicked pump. <laughs> so now he's got an eight pound. Now, if you move your hand, the core's going to break, and then it explodes. And just leaves Johnny there, and he takes off his, his, um, his vest that has a skull on it. He puts it down and he walks away. I'm like, I wouldn't take it off till I got home. No. That's just me. <laughs> I would take it off for the week afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just me. And he goes downstairs and we see Howard limping away and he's trying to, you know, he's not having escape. a good job. Yeah. This is really well played by Travolta here. That limp is really expertly mm-hmm. faked. Yeah. And he just looks like he's in pain. In pain and crazy and it's great. And he says, Howard Saint! Makes him stop and he goes, you took everything from me. And Howard has a really good return. He goes, you killed my son. And we hear, ah, boom. Both of them. Both of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Gunfight from the draw number two. Frank is 2-0. and oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's the champ. And he I walks over. like center mass. And he walks over and Howard's on the ground and he takes all the pictures of um, Quentin and he throws them out and he goes, I made you kill your best friend. And he takes the other Harry Winston earring Made you kill your wife. Now I'm going to kill you. And he ties him to a bumper. Well, he re- he reaches under the car and yanks out the taillight fucking lines and ties him to his leg. I'm like, Jesus Christ. He ties him to a bumper. But before he sends him off, he takes that one more mine. He must have got a fucking group <laughs> ring. <ramis. laughs> yeah. And he sticks to the how back many, of the car. How much maybe, is it if I buy 500 of them? Look, <laughs> maybe he broke into some kind of FBI storage facility and stole ammo. <laughs> Did you ever see the movie Commando? Where Arnold Schwarzenegger breaks into like the super gun place? Mm-hmm. It's a lot like that. <laughs> I'm just saying, he would know where they store all this stuff. Especially the stuff they use as props and their weapons deals and stuff mm. like that. Yeah. Because that was his job. Well, so now. So maybe he stole it and then he yeah, declared but, himself but, alive. But hopefully the FBI doesn't have 800 mines just laying around. Yeah, so let's not worry like, about that, okay? I'm 100% sure that they probably. This is not the thing we need to talk about right now. We're at the end of the movie and you're worried about where they got all the mines all of a sudden. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying. From the mine guy. That I don't trust my government and I'm sure that they have stockpiles He's of mines. Got a guy. You know the money he stole from Howard Saint? He used that on the black market. I don't think he did. Okay. Only well, half of it. Okay. Great. <laughs> so anyway, he hits the fucking gas, and Howard Saint's being drugged, and he's moaning. He's only going like five miles an hour. You ever been shot that. in the chest and then tied to a bumper? I'm sure it's not no. pleasant. No, I wouldn't want to be dragged behind a car when or I shot in the chest. Shot. <laughs> 
But Either way, it's unpleasant. Clearly, but now we have the single. ultimate cool guys look at explosions because he sets it off, and in the car lot, which is owned by Howard Sane across the street, you get this flaming skull. As 800 in cars explosions. explode. And it's amazing. He's like, I saw the crow. I thought it was pretty cool. Let me try <laughs> that with the skull. He said, hold my beer. <laughs> All right. So we cut to Frank at home, and he's drinking wild turkey. Okay. He, he puts, yeah, well, he puts down a picture of his wife and son. He takes off his dog tags, and he's about to commit suicide. But suddenly, he has a vision of his wife, and she's waving at him, and she turns away. And he takes the gun away. He's like, what, 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 what? And he realizes, I shouldn't do this. So now he's leaving his apartment. He runs into Joan, and he says, hey. Want a bang? <laughs> no, no, she was right. Sometimes memories can save your life. And he says, hey, I left something when um, David's out of the hospital. Go ahead in the apartment. I left something for the three of you. And then her eyes flash yellow and her skin folds over blue. Yeah. No? Yeah. Wrong movie? Wrong movie. No. She says, I got to go. I have work to do. Read about it in the paper. She says, well, what section? The obituaries. Why are you shaking your head? It's very <laughs> No, no I know. I just I saw, I saw that coming again. When I, I rewatched it. I was like... Obituaries. <laughs> That's Obituaries. a very Frank Castle thing to say. No, it is very. <laughs> all right. So we cut to the neighbors, and they all find plates of cash. No heads on the plates. <laughs> John goes, why are they on plates? And I said, because that's where you put stuff, on a plate. It's not like you just put a head in a fridge and not have a plate. They're not barbarians, like uh, Ryan Reynolds or whatever his name was. <laughs> right, oh, so my we, God. The final scene, we cut to a voiceover, warning all the murderers and rapists and evil evildoers of the world. And Spider-Man. Frank Castle. <laughs> Frank Castle is dead. You can call me the Punisher. That's Terminator. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Nah, 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 nah. All right, so Carly, what'd you think? All right. My favorite character was Frank Castle. Huh. My least favorite character was Liv. As much as I hate to pick a woman when there's only two in the whole movie. <laughs> don't be sexist. Don't pick, don't not pick her because she's a woman. Elaine's right. The whole thing was all her fault. Also, I didn't like her anyway. Um, I didn't feel like there was any chemistry between her and John Travolta. I felt like they looked like they hated each other. Like, they just, it didn't seem like a couple who liked each other very much. But then we were supposed to think that they did. And I don't know, the whole they time. They were so in love. Yeah, the whole time it was just weird and awkward every time she was in the scene. She didn't look old enough to have two grown-ass sons either. <laughs> She's not wrong. So I didn't like her anyway, but then, you, you know, everything. She's the one that said his whole family, and that's some fucked up shit. <laughs> uh, my favorite scene was the awkward diner performance followed by the car accident and killing of the assassin dude. My favorite tertiary object was the shooting blade knife. Which stiletto? Yes. Okay. Stiletto. I don't know weapons, but he could have just had a gun. But he had that cool knife instead, and I, I liked it. And my favorite line was, "You killed my son." And then there was the explosion, and he said, "Both of them." <laughs> and I'll give it a yay. It was enjoyable. Hey. I I was pleasantly surprised. I did not expect to like this movie. I don't know anything about the Punisher, so I just was like, meh. But I liked it more than I expected I would. And I'll take it. Elaine. So the woman that plays the mom was born in 64. 
And the kid, the guy that plays Bobby was born in 75. <laughs> so when she had him, she was 11. Ooh. That must have been a tough lady. Gross. All right. My favorite character is Frank Castle, the Punisher. My least favorite character is Olivia Saint because she it's all her fault and she's weird. And you're right. I can buy Travolta being obsessed with her, but she seems indifferent to him. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's why, why the weird... Why does she go to the movies every Thursday by herself? It's weird. <laughs> and why is yeah. she leaving her purse in the car? Like, you would carry around million dollar earrings. She's, it's weird. <laughs> you would think she would have a bodyguard that has to go to the movies with her. Mm-hmm. And sit like three seats behind her. Mm-hmm. Or some fake girlfriend that she has tea with. I don't know. My favorite <laughs> scene is the Russian fight. Because I just like the contrast to the fight to the opera music. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Uh... My favorite line is what Mickey says after Frank fake tortures him. He says, you're not a nice person, (laughs) which makes me laugh every time. And my favorite tertiary object was, all right, so I had changed it halfway through the movie, or towards the end of the movie. Um, When Frank goes to assault Sinners and Saint, the bars, one of the, the outside guards is sucking on a sucker. And it's just such a funny thing. Instead of a cigarette, the guy has a sucker. That that's what I pick. The tertiary, the guy's sucker. And um, I will yay this movie. It's yay. very entertaining. Yes, what did sir? you give this, Carly? I didn't write it down. Yay. yay. Okay. Yeah, this movie's good. All right. That's too- Tony! Oh, uh, let's see. Favorite character is Francis Castellone. Frank, Frank Castle. Castle. They changed his name. That was there's the original a, name. There's a slight with Quentin, because I always love what's-his-name. No, no, he's Don't great. And everything. Um, least favorite character is Mickey. Kind of a piece of shit. Uh, favorite is line agent? is... Triple agent. Favorite line is, obviously, you're upset. Frank says, upset? Is that the word? I used to get upset when I got a flat tire, when a plane was delayed. I used to get upset when the Yankees won the series. So if that's what upset means... What I'm feeling now, if, uh, if you know the word, don't tell tell me because I don't. That's, that's that line. That's a cold line. Favorite scene is uh, when they shoot all of his family. Because you just don't get to see a lot of children get shot. And my favorite tertiary object is a 1969 Pontiac GTO that he has because it's a badass car. Wow, God. In what movies do you see that many children They had five specifically of those cars made for this film, two of which they wrecked. Nice. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I'll this movie. Kids die. (laughs) Jesus. I'm just kidding. But no, I, will I, like say, I mean, no, he yays the movie, but he's yeah. kidding. Yeah, I'm just I will kidding. say, it surprised me that we practically saw his wife and son get run over. Run over. Yeah. <laughs> very, <laughs> very Mad Max-esque. It has a much different tone Ur. than most Marvel movies. Yeah, Mad Max. All right, well, all right, so my favorite character is also Frank. Mm-hmm. My least favorite character is also Liv. Mm-hmm. And it's for the same kind of reasons. Like, she was just kind of there, didn't really, you know, and then the whole movie is her fault. Yeah. Um, my favorite scene is the interrogation of Mickey. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite tertiary object is the vest with the Punisher skull on it, mm-hmm. which I would not have taken off until I got home. Nope. And Forever again. My favorite line is Sick Vis Pacum Parabellum. Mm-hmm. Which one piece? Prepare for. Mm-hmm. Because I just like that. And it's not my family motto, but it's nice. And I will give this movie a yay. I picked it. It's a great movie. Um, it's a good mm-hmm. R-rated Marvel movie for those of you who need that kind of thing in your life. And you should check it out. I dig it the most. Uh, Carly, 
All right, please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast on Twitter at Unmovie Podcast on Instagram at Unmovie Podcast Dogs and you can email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and tune in next week. On the podcast for Tony's pick. <laughs> Speaking of kids dying. <laughs> so it's Halloween, so I get to do any movie I want to do. So I'm gonna make all you guys watch. One of my favorite horror movies, 2017's It. So this is the remake. This is the remake. This is not the one with John Ritter that and Tim Curry. This is the newer one that came out that made more money than half of the Marvel movies. Wow. Yeah, it made a lot of money. It made a little bit of what they call that cheddar cheese. It almost made a billion. It was close. It was almost a billion. Almost. This is 800. But you know what Endgame made? Like 1.5 I think it was like 2 billion dollars was it 2? it was 2 wow jeez <laughs> can we watch that instead? well it, it wasn't allowed in China and a few places so which, which isn't bad yeah you know just saying you know. it's uh, Sandlot meets Nightmare on Elm Street uh huh yep I need to watch this in the middle of the day now you gotta watch it at 11 o'clock-ish with all the lights out because <laughs> you want me to have nightmares for a month? no just do ambiance I'm sending her to your house. <laughs> Actually, that would, you want to watch somebody get freaked out by a horror movie, you should watch this with me. Hey, we can all watch it at my house. That's fine. Just tell me what, what night, 10.30, you want to watch it. We'll all come over and make some popcorn. 10.30 is past my bedtime. Nah. I'll bring the balloons. <laughs> nice. And that just, would be... And just wait outside. <laughs> No, he would, bring, he would bring balloons, and if I looked like I wasn't afraid, he'd just randomly pop one to watch me <laughs> kiss my pants. No, but you can't do that at our house. Just stand Feel outside and hold the balloons. for a week. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, I like this song. Of Roddy. Who doesn't? <laughs>